Sports Orbit. We make the world go round. Welcome to Sports Orbit, another edition right from Leadership Podcast Studio. And with me, I have great men who are going to be dissecting sport matters, who are going to be talking about sport, talking about Salufu Usman. Thank you, Mr. Oscar. And also, it's wonderful having you, Chibuzo Kaibe, in our midst also. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. Yes, it's also good to be here because we'll be dissecting sports and we'll be talking sports. Today, we'll be talking about Olympics. Uh, we hear that the first badge of Nigerian team is to depart Nigeria for Japan. And also, NFF plan friendly for Super Eagles. Again, Liverpool rejects Maine's offer for Awuni as West Ham joined the chase. Victor Moses also scores a precision friendly against Croatian side. And we'll also be looking at our star, our, our Tibetan star, Omotayo, who joins French Premier League team. Also, Italy, Spain face off today in the first semi final match of Euro 20, which is going to be very interesting. And the last but not the least, Copa American semi finals. Who, uh, we're going to be looking at Brazil as they lock horns with Peru today in the first match while Argentina tackles Colombia. So, without wasting much time, let's talk about the Olympics. We've heard, we've seen as the Olympics kicking off today, and hearing our Nigerians, our team and Team Nigeria departing is something of relief. So, what can you say concerning our first badge set of Nigerian team who departed um, Nigeria today for Japan? Yeah, uh, listen uh, once again, thank you for listening to us. Uh, Team Nigeria will be leaving Nigeria today for, for Japan. They will precisely going to Kisaru, where they are going to come for another, 20, uh, for another 22 days. You know, the Tokyo Olympic will start on the 23rd of this month. And they are leaving today for Kisaru, precisely, where they are going to, where a convergence of all the Team Nigeria's both from the local scene and those from the other other part of the other part of the country where they are currently preparing will combat at Kesaru to fine tune their preparations. The team roundup, they are uh, the team that are training on the local scene on the Nigeria level, round up their preparations yesterday. And uh, this morning, the mean the means of transport is going to address the, the contingent before they depart to the Olympics. So, this and this, the good thing is that yes, they are going to have a very solid three weeks. And some days to prepare and to find tools that preparation for the Tokyo Olympics. So let's see how it goes. Okay. And according to what the minister, according to his press conference, he was saying, he was addressing the, the guys in charge of um, the Sports Federation there in Tokyo. He said um, the emergence of COVID-19 pandemic in the first quarter of 2020 affected the organizational structures of both the Olympic and the Paralympic Games. This consequently pushed international um, federations to review their international sports calendar. Now, if you look at um, the emergence of COVID-19, we know it affected sports generally. What will you say concerning the startup of this Olympic? Will you say it's, it's coming at the right time or will you say it's better lit than ever? Chibuzo. Well, I think first of all, it's the Olympics is the Olympics mm. is finally here. Yes. Uh, there was so much talk about whether it should be pushed or not because of uh, fears about how, you know, whether, the, whether Japan was actually ready to contain or to tackle the fallout of COVID-19 mm. and all that. So, but um, I think if the athletes and all of the people that participate in the in the Olympics feel they are ready for the for the games, mm. uh, I think uh, they they should be good and dry to to engage the process. One would expect that a country like Japan, Japan is not um, 
so to speak, a, a country that does not have the capacity to deal with these things. Japan is a, if you will, a first-class country. If you, if you want, they have a very robust economy and all that. So one would expect that they have, they should have, the facility and all of the logistics to deal with with the COVID-19 emergencies that may arise. Mm. Now that said, I just want to you know look a bit at how Nigeria is preparing for this for this uh, sporting event. Mm. It's a national. It's a, it's an international thing. The global uh, problem of uh, the COVID of COVID-19 mm. is uh, international. So every country has a challenge of rising above the impact of COVID mm. to participate in this exercise, in this uh, sporting event. Mm. And so I don't think any country should, uh, to the extent that they want to say, oh, COVID impacted us in a certain way, it, it impacted virtually every country. So perhaps what might make a difference is how each country has got to deal with COVID-19 on their local level with regards to how they prepare for an event like this. Okay. Yeah. And that said, let me brief down because as of today, Nigeria has qualified 61 athletes across nine sports for the Olympics and 22 athletes in four sports for the Paralympics Games, which are athletics 22, badminton 3, basketball 24, canoe sprint 1, gymnastic 1, rowing 1, taekwondo 1, table tennis 1, wrestling 1, which sums up the 61 and also for Paralympics Games, we have Paraathletics 5, Pro Lifting 10, Power Rowing 1, Para Table Tennis 6. Now, Salif, looking at these athletes, what will you say concerning the preparation? Will you say they are ready for any challenge that is going to be given to them? You know, just like Mr. Kaibe said earlier, the, top, uh, the COVID issues affect virtually all the countries and it affect all their preparations. In the case of Nigeria, the preparation never kicked pick up until May. And that is where the preparation actually pick up and started to the high level. And at the same time, what we are looking at, basically, if you are talking about the collective preparations of Team Nigeria, you say no, not really there. But if you look at the individual performance of every athlete, apart from preparations, most of these athletes, there's a pre-game competitions that they are all being mm. engaging and, and if you look at their performance so far, individually they have been doing well. Mm. In the, the guys, the lady in Taekwondo, Elizabeth Onyesho, he's been fantastic. He just win a gold medal in, the, in an event in, uh, in Spain. And at the same time, Use Berme has been up there. Mm. Uh, and uh, Tobia Mosu has been up there. Uh, uh, Blessed Nokabari, who is the queen of the dragon in mm. Africa, he has been has been fantastic. Mm. So we are basically backing on their individual performance, not of collective effort, because if the collective effort in terms of preparation is not there. Mm. But this and this, you not write you know you not write Team Nigeria's all because even you also give kudos to the to the Minister of Youth and Sport because they have been fantastic, they have doing what they can do and so forth. Unless you the minister also have been there trying to support in the individual athlete in terms of their preparations and engaging them individually, which was a part of encouragement. And oftentimes, you always spoke to those athletes individually on one on one basis to encourage and gesture them up. So, definitely, if you look at it compared to the previous two Olympics, mm. and based on our performance, individuals on that athlete performance, is that we have a chance now more than the two previous Olympics, that is the London 2012 mm. and the Rio Olympic. Mm. In the London 2012, we didn't even won any single medal. 
in the Rio Olympic, we only came with a bronze medal in a football event. Mm. So, but this time, around, we beat Zambia, whatever it means, Nigeria will not return empty handed. Yes, the preparation has been made. Now we await the result. And also, we will be told you that, of course, the, Olymp the team that are representing us in the Olympic, they have traveled. We're also telling you that the Paralympic team is going to depart in one badge on um, the 8th of August, 2021. Also, to run that segment up, let's also tell you that the minister said in order to ensure a hitch-free participation in Tokyo, the ministry had engaged four travel agencies to handle flight tickets. Of course, preparation has been made, like I said. Now we await the result. Now, leaving Olympic, let's talk about the NFF plan for Ghana, Canada, friendly for the Super Eagles. We have been seeing, so in, in terms of, I always, I always say, it, in terms of friendlies, Nigerians, we are good in finding good countries to play against. But at the end of the day, you, you, you see the result and you say, was it even worth the, the trouble? Um, we are going to, if you look at the past friendlies against Mexico, we did terribly. We, we performed so, so bad. 4-0 was, sometimes we say we didn't have a team against the Mexicans. 4-0 deficit was too much. And Chubuzo, what say concerning the friendlies that... One would expect that lessons would have been learned from the Mexico, like Mexico experience. Okay. Uh, yes, they kept saying, oh, what we played was uh, our local base team as against the Mexico side that is, uh, you, know, you know, seemingly more, more experienced. But as it stands, what the outcome of that Mexico match exposes is that we need to up, up, uh, upgrade the quality of our local teams. Our local league and all of that, because that was what it just reflected. That the quality of our local team, our local leagues rather, has to be improved upon. If they had more, more inf infrastructure, if you have more infrastructure, more investments, more support, more sponsorship in our local teams, perhaps they would have performed better. Um, so going forward, one would expect that you know some of the mistakes made in the last experience would be would be improved upon, or would be made would be would be noted and corrected while we go play against Canada. At the level of exposure, and as has been said by many football pundits, I think it's a good one that at least our local players are afforded the, this kind of exposure. It takes away fright, if you will, and gives them some certain kind of boldness to engage international, international players at that level. So, But one would expect that uh, they would pick up you know, from what they did against Mexico. But again, I must say 4-0 is quite a drugging. I think they could have done much better. On the, qu the quality of play, as for that match, the quality of play, there were, they were a, lot, a whole lot of technical mistakes that were made. I wouldn't know whether the bench would be totally blamed for that or that they just had to play with players who have not matured into the kind of technical play that was expected of them at that kind of level. But... Of course, we hope to see what will play out with the Canada experience. Now, Salifu, let me come to you. You know, our coach, Nigerian coach, always have this argument that Nigerian home base players are not that good. Will you see it as something that we have to cement on and say, yes, actually, this man is correct? Because if you, if you look at, if you watch that game, like he said, though there were some errors in technical side of everything, but if you look at their pattern of play, you see that they didn't have, they didn't have a pattern of play. What would you say concerning that? You know, Mr. Simpson have said it all. What matter is the need to improve on our local leagues? There's nothing more than that. The quality, football is football anywhere. It doesn't matter that you are playing in Europe, you are playing in England, or you are, you are playing uh, in Asia or South America, anywhere you are playing. Football is football. It's level versus level. 
And at the same time, if you keep, if you keep on saying, give an excuse, I do, okay, we play with our local player, we keep looking at our local player. Our local player, for God's sake, they are all professional, they are also a professionals. Mm. They are not just, they are just a professional footballer also. And this, this is the only thing they know how to do. Mm. Business is your calling. Anywhere you are called to play, you may not give an excuse. No, no, I'm a home base, I'm a home base. Home base is not an excuse. Mm. But business is just the, what we need, we need to improve on our, our local league. There's, not a, there's nothing more than that. But one thing is that full friendly, the essence of friendly is to test the access of your players. Yes, we lost that match, 5-4-0, which is not, it's not, a, it's not a quite encouraging at all. But if you, if, if you look at the match, and some, just from some technical analysis and the statistics that have so far, yes, the, the boys, they could, uh, if you are out, out, out of the match, they only create Christians, why the the, the 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 Mexican half almost our six six times and four score four goal. Nigeria Nigeria team scraped uh, three chances and couldn't score end, end of the goal. So and if you understand, in terms of their passes and putting the ball together, they were able to make some impressive passes. And that's why the essence of this one, what the Nigeria football federation are saying is that yes, there is no need to disband the team. All we need to do is to organize more friendly to expose them. And by the time you expose them, that will give them give their confidence and boost their confidence and boost their morale. So the essence, the target is, is to ensure that we have more of the local base in the super ego. Because we can't keep on relying on the foreign base who at sometimes their club at the, at the detriment of their club. And about part of the words that uh, Maju Pinik went on to say was um, this team, talking about the Eagles, the B team, is our pride and we will keep you and monitor you because you are the next big team in Nigerian football. And also he said um, the fixture is going to be on October. Of course, they'll be flying the team to Baltimore for friendly games against Ghana, possibly Cameroon and Canada, maybe, according to his words. We will sort that out in the coming weeks. But the venues, of course, for the games appear to be locked on because Picnic have revealed that an agreement is in place to have the games played at the 73,000 capacity M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore, that's in the United States. Now, leaving that segment let's talk about let's go to let's talk about liverpool now liverpool did something recently they rejected uh main's offer for awoniyi as west brom joins the chase now the former nigerian youth international has been with anfield giant for six years but he has never made a magic squad for the reds liverpool have rejected an offer from bundesliga side mains to take taiwo awoniyi on another temporary deal reports the uh, reports are according to Liverpool said um, Awuni spent the previous campaign at Mainz on a season loan long deal before impressing at Union Berlin during the just concluded season, scoring five goals and supplying another four assists in 22 matches. Mainz wants him back after that impressive outing, but Liverpool are only willing to listen to suitors who wish to take Nigerian forward permanently off their books. Now, Liverpool has also rejected a £4 million bid from Andelet, with the Reds demanding £8 million for the former Golden Eagles star. Now, Awuniyi has previously taken seven different loan spells since joining the Reds in August 2015, enjoying stints in Germany, the Netherlands and also Belgium. Now he has finally secured his UK work permit and the player's preference is to continue in German Bundesliga where he has spent the last two seasons or remain in the UK. Now also West Brom Albion have also shown interest in Awuniyi as their new manager Valerin Ismail wants to add the forward to his attack to boost their 
promotion and hope. What will you say? Uh, will you see it as? Uh, will you see it as? Um, as as a down path in terms of this young man dream? Because we have seen so many players that at the end of the day their career just fall into oceans. Like in, in terms of looking at everything now, will you see it as as something that will affect him going forward? Yeah, definitely to, to affect him. But one thing is that he's, I don't know what, what his, his agent is doing. Because if you are a managing players and you need to, all you want to do is to get the best for your players. Okay, these guys have played, have joined Liverpool for six years. And for these six years, he has never made a team play a single match for Liverpool. But Liverpool keep on loaning him out, loaning him out, loaning him out. Now the, the Mets wanted to, wanted to have him back on the loan, but they said no. And the, the price they are putting on the player is too much. They are putting eight billion pounds, which is, which is too much for the a person of Awoni. But if his agent, his agent, what is, I thank God for the uh, club like uh, West Brom, who actually interests West Brom is an English, is an English club. Mm-hmm. So if I say his agent knew, to, his agent has to walk around to make sure that he joined the West Brom, because that West Brom will give him an opportunity mm-hmm. and also to use to the pattern of the Premier League. Though West Brom, where West Brom have been relegated last season, they are going to play in the Championship. But playing the Championship in the West Brom, will give him more opportunity to expose and learn more integrities of the English of the English football. And if luckily by next season he can be uh, Liverpool can also have a chance to monitor him and see whether if it is good to come back to Liverpool or it's not good to Liverpool. But if Liverpool are not they should let him go and let him face his career. So let's talk about agents. Do you see it as something that is disturbing our Nigerian footballer? That they don't go and select that right person to represent them there and do these deals in a way that will favor them and the country? I think it is a major factor, if you ask me, because your agent is as good as your PR person. Yes. He's the person that gets to project you and gets to gets to do protect your, your scouting and, mm. and protect your interest in every in most ramifications. Mm. Um, so I think Nigerians, Nigerian players rather, should begin to pay more attention to the quality of persons that the quality of agents that mm. they get. Mm. They should ensure that they have agents that would protect their interest and ensure that they well. get the best deals mm. in every in every football engagements they they do. Uh, but again, I, 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 as much as Awoni appears to Liverpool appears to be playing dilly dally with, mm. with Awoni, I think it's a plus that you know whenever they take him to, he he appears to shine. Mm. He appears to play well, mm. and it creates a, an avenue where okay, the play the club in which he's playing he plays it he plays at, at the moment. Mm. Seem interested in keeping him, mm. and I think it's a plus for him. So I think at the level of not allowing, you know, what Liverpool is doing, weigh him down and affect his confidence. I think he has tried so much in in not allowing that affect his confidence, mm. and I think we can only encourage him to do, you, you know, to do more. Yeah. Uh, the most important thing is for him to be out there and play more often. Yeah. If he has to go to a club where he gets to play more often, then fine. He was a very good player as a junior. As a junior team for uh, oh, when oh, he was flying goals, was a star, one mm. of the star players. So I don't, I don't think why I don't, I don't see reasons why he should uh, put himself in a position where he has to be uh, uh, not given the kind of space he needs to play. Mm. So if he has to change his agent to make sure that he gets the best kind of deals, I don't think uh, to be out of place. Yes, and on that note, let's go for this short break. When we come back, of course, we will take more stories. Sports orbit. We make the world go round. Yo, welcome back to Sport Orbit. Of course, with me in the studio is Chibuzo 
Ukaibe and also Salifu Usman. My name is Oscar. I'm still talking about our Nigerian players. Someone um, right now is on the headlines talking about Victor Moses. He scored in his preseason friendly against the Croatian side. Now, um, the 30 year old showed his clinical ability as he scored the second goal for his team. He placed a well measured finish behind the goalkeeper after getting on the end of a true pass from George just before the halftime. Now, Moses was threatening for most part of the game. The former Premier League winner was substituted in the 64th minute. Now, Moses scored four goals and secured four assists for the Moscow side last season. The 2013 African Cup of Nations winner looked to join the long list of Nigerians who have excelled in the Russian league. He has been in top form since he joined Spartak Moscow and is slowly edging his way into the heart of the fans. Now, talking about Victor Moses, he's one player that has gone, that's seen it all. Let me put it that way. He has played in different continents. He has been loaned different times. Now, do you see Victor Moses affected with age? You know, footballers most times, they say, oh, I'm getting old. Or do you see age as just a number in terms of Victor Moses? Victor Moses, I think he, ha, he, ha, he, has, he has tried his best. He has done well. He was in Celsius for almost nine years. And, and out of nine years, he just, he just left Celsius this summer mm, mm. permanently to Sparta Moscow. After playing for them for, on loan before he moved to Inter Milan on loan, mm. he came back to Celsius and now he has moved permanently off the book of the Celsius. He's now a Sparta Moscow player. And in the preseason, you see what he's doing. He's doing well. And based on, based on the statistics we are having now, he was, he was fantastic in their friendly, in their preseason game. So let's see how it's good, and at the same time, he has age is already, is already is, is seriously you can't really tell it's already counting on him, and that is why he could not combine the national team with the club team. You know, he want to concentrate on the yeah. club team. So, so you said, actually agree that um, that move he made, talking about retiring from the national side, was the perfect move for him? Of course, now you need to quit when the ovation is loud. You don't need to be forced out of the national team. Mm. So you leave when the ovation is loud, and it is good. Although at the time he left. Nigerians were calling for because we also that wing that we were missing in service. Yes. But I think we have overcome we 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 that. We have a, a person of Sikuiji taking up that line. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good that he left, at the, he left at the right time. Okay. And that is done for and dusted for Victor Moses and also football. Now let's talk about table tennis. Now looking at this, our star, our dad, the person representing us in table tennis, talking about Omar Hoyo. Uh, we've seen a lot concerning that um, aspect. Talking about after um, playing for six years in the Italian Table Tennis Super League, to, uh, 2019 African Games champion Olajide Omatayo has signed a one-year deal to join a French Pro A team, PPS Villeneuve, for the 2022 season. Now, announcing the signing of the 26-year-old Nigerian on its social media handle at the weekend, the club described Omatayo as a fighter who they hope would help the team to fight for the top spot in the elite French league. Now, Olajade Omotayo from Nigeria 26 and ranked 92 in the world will be a formidable opponent for our competitors, the club said. Little known in France. It will be interesting to follow and his fighting spirit will be a quality appreciated in the public in France. Omatayo will also will be joined by other teammates, which will include French junior international Jules Cavio and experienced Russian star Alexei Levienstov. While the team will be coached by Admil Duranspik, uh, who replaced the pattern coach Leva Kadik. I don't want to... The, the names and everything. <laughs> now, now let's talk about Obatayo um, um, Olajide. 
what will you say talking about Omata Olajide from move moving from the Italian um, to the Nice Super League to the French Pro A team? What will you say about that move? I think it's a good it's a good move. Okay. And I'm also impressed that because often I was given there that footballers moving from one club to another club, many people don't even usually to hear about the tennis player moving mm, from a club to yeah. another club. Mm. And it's a good it's a good and having place for in Italian league in Italian for some time he now moved to France and see how it's good. And almost like just like the, the club describe him he's mm. a very huge and very stark that he had the stamina and to play well mm. with his fighting spirit and the club believe that it is going to improve on their game and give, be able to give them the chance to compete competitively in the French uh, list of the tennis league mm-hmm. that's a good one yeah now let me, let me come to you now looking at looking at our tennis player now i've noticed nigerians don't we, we focus more on football we don't we don't talk about other sports do you see this next um, five years, ten years, do you see it as something that will, will definitely call us together when we're talking about, about our athletes in general? Now, do you see the coming years as something that will open Nigerians, not just the people, but also the government to invest more in other sports? I, I think the, the it's, um, it's unfortunate that the over years, mm. the government, uh, and if I say the government, I don't mean a particular government. Mm. I mean, government and, you know, has not really invested in sports the way it ought to. Um, if you look around the world today, mm. some of the big earners are athletes. Yes. Footballers, you know, uh, people in sports. Yes. So it's amazing. And, and if you look at it too, in broadly, perhaps apart from entertainment, the mm. next sector that mops up a lot of youths mm. and gets them engaged in, in, in some, get them engaged mm. in their time and provide them resources sports yes. so it's it's amazing that the government over the years has not been able to invest in this sector as it ought to so one would expect that going forward uh you know we would see much more investment mm. and not just investment but the right environment for private investors to come and put in their money in sports mm. because by now we ought to be seeing an explosion of tournaments all that will help to mop up youths you know, from every from every part of the country, and get them involved in a, in a, some form of sporting activity yes. or the other that will keep them engaged, get them you know uh, uh, financially empowered and all of that. So I think it, it would be a very good way to go if if government creates the environment that would allow private investors come to invest in our sports. Yeah, thank you. Now before we round out this show, let me just say we're using this medium to um, looking forward to all our participants in the Olympic. Our medalist talking about Omotayo Olajide who is warming up. His, that will be his first outing for representing us. That's talking about the international scene. That will be his debut season. So we're looking forward to that one and we say yes, he's going to have a wonderful time. And with this, of course, I'm going to be rounding up, but not without thanking my wonderful analyst who dissected everything well. Talking about um, Chibuzo and Sally for you guys do well. And for you listening, I know you're wondering where where is Wale? Of course, Wale will be joining us anytime soon. For this, I say au revoir. See you on the next edition. Goodbye. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.